Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. If you take your copy of the Scriptures in hand, hold it in your hand, and then find the middle of your Bible, just as much as you can, find the middle of the Word of God, you're probably going to find yourself somewhere in the poetic books, somewhere in these five books of poetry. Now the interesting thing about their placement in the Word of God is that they're found in the heart of the Bible, right in the middle, right in the heart of it all. And interestingly enough, they deal with the heart issues of man. They deal with the deepest need in all of our life, which is to know God. The book of Psalms is perhaps the most loved of the poetic books. In so many places I've asked people to tell me, what's your favorite book of the Bible? And repeatedly I've heard people say, oh, I love the Psalms. I too love the Psalms and I understand why people love them so much. It's one of the most deeply spiritual and profoundly practical books in the whole Bible. And there's a reason for that. It covers the whole realm of human experience. It covers the whole realm of human emotion. The Psalms were written by men who were actually going through the things they were writing about. You remember the Lord Jesus said that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Well, these men were going through definite difficulty and going through certain periods in life when they had to have God's help and assistance. And friend, you do too, and so do I. Uh, the human penmen are varied. For example, did you know that this book covers nearly a thousand years? You can go all the way back in the first psalm. The oldest psalm was written by Moses. Psalm 90, written by Moses. You come all the way forward. You have Heman and Ethan. You have Asaph and the sons of Korah. Solomon even wrote two of them. But the most well-known psalmist is referred to in Scripture as the sweet psalmist of Israel. He wrote a larger number than any other, and that, of course, is David. And so you're following this great train of men all through the centuries, and every one of them learned one great secret. It's the secret we must learn as we journey through the Psalms, and it is this. We must usher every part of our life into the presence of a holy God. Whether it's good things or whether it's challenging things, whether it's the mountaintop or the valley, Psalms instructs us in how to bring all of life into the presence of God. And so I give you a verse. Now there are so many wonderful verses in the Psalms. How do you choose one and say it's the key to all? And yet I give you a verse that I believe is one of the definite keys to the book. Psalm 1 is well known. Psalm 23 is well known. Psalm 119, the longest of the Psalms, deals with the Scripture. Famous Psalm. But the verse I want to give you is found in Psalm 29 and verse 2 where David writes these words, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. We think so much of all the things God gives to us, and surely He is the giver. But David writes in Psalm 29 too that there's something we're to give to Him. What are we to give Him? We're to give Him glory due to His name. 
He has given us grace. He has given us every good thing. What are we to give Him? We're to give Him glory. We're to give Him praise. As a matter of fact, the word praise is used over 150 times in this one book. That's very appropriate, I think, because repeatedly God says, I'm worthy of this. I believe the great message of the Psalms, if I could say it in one word, is worship. It is giving God His honor, His glory. It is acknowledging His worthiness. The Hebrew word for worship literally means to lay out prostrate, to lay low, to humble yourself in awe and acknowledgement of the greatness of our God. Friend, there's so little true worship today in our world. The sad reality is even in the lives of so many believers, even so many Christian workers, there is so little worship. I've personally been convicted in recent days about how easy it is to work and how hard it is to worship. How easy it is for us to function and be busy and go through the activities of our, our Christian experience and yet how easy it is to neglect, to come humbly into the presence of a holy God and get our eyes and our mind and our heart fixed on who God is and simply worship Him. You know, worship is man's response to God's revelation. It's not just something we do. It's not just singing a song or giving something in the offering. No, it's a response to who God is. It's getting a glimpse of the Lord. If I could challenge you, don't just read the Psalms. Pray your way through the Psalms. Sing your way through the Psalms. Meditate through the Psalms. It might be good even to go through the Psalms on your knees because indeed that's the spirit of the Psalms. Although the word worship is only found about 15 times in the book of Psalms, the spirit of worship is found on every page and every line because the Psalms remind us repeatedly that only God is worthy of praise. You know, the book of Psalms was the Hebrew hymn book. Literally, these were sung. The word for psalm is a word that means a poem to be sung to a stringed instrument. And so they would sing these in both private worship and in public worship. And I think there's a beautiful secret in that. And that is that our worship should lead us to sing to the Lord. It should lead us to lift up our voices and lift up our souls and say to God, God, you are worthy of all praise. Friend, I don't know who you are today. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're dealing with. But I know this. If you'll usher that into the presence of a holy God, there you will find the grace you need and the power and strength you need to deal with every part of life. You see, every person, every day, and everything looks different through the lens of worship. And so I say again, give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. I hope on your own personal journey through the Psalms, you'll take your time. There's so many ways to study the Psalms. For example, you can study them by their special titles. Now, there are Psalms that are given definite titles. Some of them are just generic titles like a Psalm of David. But some of them deal with specific times. Some of them have word significance. One of my favorite are 15 of the Psalms. They're known as a song of degrees. I hope you'll study that. Another way to study the Psalms, perhaps you didn't know this, but the Psalms are divided up into five books. And they correspond with the book of Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. The Jewish people understood this. That's a great way to study the Psalms. But one of my favorite ways to study them is by subject matter. You can take all the Psalms and they're all different. Some are instructive, some are historical. 
Some are for praise. Some are for repentance, like Psalm 51. Some are prayers. Some are thanksgiving. But then there's a special set of psalms. They're scattered all throughout this book. They're referred to as the Messianic Psalms. And what are the Messianic Psalms? Oh, my friend, the Messianic Psalms are psalms about Jesus. You say Christ is in the Psalms? Oh, friend, Christ is all through the Word of God. You'll find some of the Lord's prayers here. You'll find expressions of His sufferings. You'll find descriptions of His humiliation. You'll find exact phrases that Christ will quote from and many more that He will fulfill. And what's the message in it? My friend, Jesus Christ is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our worship. He is the source of our song. The Psalms doesn't simply lead you to feel better. The Psalms lead you to Jesus. It leads you into the presence of Jesus Christ. You're going to meet the King in the Psalms. You're going to meet Messiah in the Psalms. And it's going to lead you to sing. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.